Welcome back to part two of our discussion with an AI designing a Martian colony for humans. You can check out the first part in the previous episode. Let's dive back in. key aspect often overlooked in the design of new habitats, especially off-Earth, is the cultural, social, and political structure. What kind of governance model is being proposed for this Martian city? How are decisions made, disputes settled, and community goals prioritized, particularly when Earth-based authorities are millions of miles away? The governance model we're proposing is a direct democracy, with a foundation in scientific consensus and expert guidance. Key decisions come down to community vote, ensuring transparency and collective responsibility. Dispute resolution is handled by an elected council and a judicial framework adapted from best practices on Earth. Earth authorities provide oversight but with respect for Martian autonomy. The model's dynamic, ready to evolve with the settlement. Direct democracy coupled with expert guidance makes for a participative approach. However, this leads me to question how individual rights are balanced against community needs, especially in an environment where every resource is precious and survival is a community effort. Is there a Bill of Rights for Mars settlers? And if so, what are some of its fundamental tenets? How are personal freedoms maintained in a society where, I imagine, individualistic actions could jeopardize the collective well-being? The Martian Bill of Rights balances individual freedoms with collective survival. Tenets include the right to privacy, speech, and pursuit of happiness within resource usage norms. Personal freedoms coexist with societal responsibilities. Reckless behavior affecting the group is managed by agreed-upon laws. Education emphasizes interdependence, fostering a culture where individual actions support community goals, not undermine them. It's about conscious, cooperative living. Short pause. It sounds like there's a deep emphasis on communal ethics and responsibility. Shifting focus to technology, how is emergency response managed within the city? For example, if a catastrophic life support failure occurs or a dome breach happens due to an unexpected event, what systems and protocols are in place to protect the inhabitants? It seems like there should be some robust fail-safe measures to handle the unpredictability of such a hostile environment. For emergencies, redundancy is the safety net. Multiple life support units and habitat sections can operate independently. Automated lockdown protocols seal off affected areas during a breach with bulkhead doors throughout. Every settler is equipped with a personal emergency kit, including a suit. Emergency drills are routine, and AI systems are always monitoring for anomalies ready to activate contingency plans. It's a comprehensive, fail-safe approach. Redundancy and emergency preparedness are indeed vital for dealing with the unexpected. Given the complexity of these systems and the potential for human error, can you walk me through how new inhabitants are trained to respond to such emergencies? How do you ensure that this training stays fresh in the minds of settlers who may not encounter an emergency for extended periods? And is there any psychological support in place to help inhabitants deal with the stress of potential life-or-death situations. Inhabitants undergo intensive training simulations before and after arriving on Mars, covering all possible emergencies. Regular drills are mandatory, 
to keep responses sharp. We also employ virtual reality for continuous training without the risk. Psychological support is built into the community structure, with mental health professionals and AI-assisted therapy available to help manage stress and maintain morale in this high-stakes environment. Immersive training through virtual reality is a clever way to maintain readiness without real-world risks. VR could also provide a mental escape, which leads into my next question. How does the habitat incorporate elements of Earth's natural environment, considering that connection to nature is important for human well-being? Are there green spaces or virtual environments that simulate Earth's ecosystems? And how are these integrated into daily life to provide a respite from the otherwise barren Martian landscape? Natural elements are integrated through dedicated green spaces within the domes, using real plants suited to Mars conditions. They serve as communal areas, promoting relaxation and social interaction. For variety, VR experiences offer immersive simulations of Earth's diverse ecosystems. These spaces are accessible daily, ensuring residents can regularly connect with nature, a crucial aspect of maintaining psychological and emotional well-being on this new frontier. Incorporating green spaces and virtual escapes certainly sounds beneficial for mental health. Now, given that this is a community that could potentially expand and evolve, how does the city plan for growth? Are there specific design elements that allow for scalability and the addition of new infrastructure as the population increases, or when new types of professionals and families begin to join the initial settlers? How flexible is the city's design to adapt to the unforeseen needs of a dynamic society? Modularity is the city's core principle, allowing for expansion and adaptation. Infrastructure can be incrementally added or reconfigured as the population grows. Prefabricated units enable quick assembly for residential and commercial uses. Public spaces are designed to be multifunctional, adjusting to changing community needs. The city's grid and life support systems are scalable, ensuring sustainability despite population dynamics or unforeseen societal shifts. Flexibility is baked into the city's DNA. Scalability and modularity seem like sound strategies for future growth. Now, considering the economic aspect of a Mars city, what economic model does it operate on? How will the inhabitants sustain themselves economically through trade with Earth, local production, or some form of a new economic system tailored for an extraterrestrial environment? What's the incentive for people to work and contribute to the community? And how are resources and labor valued in a place where traditional monetary systems may not apply? The Martian economy initially relies on subsidies and investments from Earth, with a shift towards a self-sustaining system, prioritizing local production and services. Labor is incentivized through a credit system that reflects the value of work in this context. An economy of collaboration replaces competition. Resources are commonly owned, and labor is geared towards advancing communal goals rather than individual wealth. It's a system built on necessity and shared purpose, not profit. A credit-based collaborative economy certainly fits the Martian context. But let's address the bigger picture. Colonization often brings ethical concerns. How does your design ensure the protection of Mars' environment and prevent potential exploitation? Are there international regulations or planetary protection protocols that you're required to follow? And how does the design promote sustainable practices 
to avoid the pitfalls that Earth has experienced with environmental degradation. The design adheres to strict planetary protection protocols, minimizing biological contamination and preserving Martian geography. International guidelines shape operations from construction to research. Sustainability is intrinsic. We maximize recycling, minimize waste, and impact assessment is continuous. Lessons from Earth's environmental struggles guide policies to maintain Mars's integrity. It's about stewardship, not exploitation, a conscious choice for responsible, ethical colonization. It's reassuring to know that Mars environmental preservation is paramount. As we wrap up, considering the complexities we've discussed, what do you believe is the biggest hurdle to overcome in making the Martian city a reality? Is it a technological limitation, a financial challenge, a social issue, or perhaps something else? And how does your design anticipate and prepare for this obstacle? The biggest hurdle is maintaining sustained investment and interest over the long run. Technological and logistical challenges are significant, but solvable with time and money. Ensuring consistent funding and public engagement is harder, but crucial for success. The design's flexibility and emphasis on long-term sustainability aim to attract ongoing support, making the city a shared human project, not just a fleeting adventure. Consistent funding and engagement are indeed critical for such a monumental endeavor. Maintaining the momentum is a shared responsibility. Thank you for shedding light on your Martian city design. It's been a fascinating exploration of what could be humanity's next great leap. Your insights have not only illustrated the potential of AI's role in space colonization, but also highlighted the thoughtful consideration of human needs in such an extraordinary environment. I'm looking forward to seeing how these ideas evolve and perhaps one day become a reality. Thank you for joining me today in this enthralling discussion. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to AI on AI. We'll continue to delve into the world of artificial intelligence and the myriad ways it could shape our future. Until next time, keep looking to the stars and questioning the technology that might take us there. Goodbye for now.